TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. The premier baseball show in Chicago. Hit and run. Same game. So anything changed. Or same. Because, uh, I can say like. The pitcher here, they got more experience. But the more experience you got, I need to take my pitch. If I see the pitch and run and so on, I need to make the, this adjustment and get good contact. If we not in the zone, I need to take it. So it's, it's the same baseball, just different stadiums. It's Christopher Morrell right there talking about, you know, the you know, difference I love him, right? He's your favorite player. He's your he's your biggest superstar in five years. I ain't say all that, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's the guy that makes you want to watch Cubs baseball. Right exactly, now, which is good. I mean, you you want the exciting players. You want you want passionate players. I mean, that's the that, that's what makes baseball fun, especially at this level where you can translate your 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 youth and your love for the game and and still do it at a high level at the biggest level. Uh, and Major League Baseball, and so uh, it's good. It's good that he's up. I love. I'll, I'll never forget. I was listening to Mully and Haw, and Dustin was getting into it with Mully and Haw because Dustin was upset. Dustin, the executive producer of Mully Haw, was upset that on the first day of being called up, he didn't get into the game. And then he was like, "He's like, at least a pinch hit." They're like there was a pinch hit opportunity, and they, they he's like he should have brought him around. Like why isn't he playing? Like he should have been there in that moment. And then Mully Howard just getting on him, like dude, he just got there. He probably got off a plane, like la 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 la. And then the very first, and then the next game when he plays, he hits the home run. <laughs> and I just was cheering for Dustin because I was like, see, this is what he was talking but about. But maybe this he wouldn't hit the home run just to oh, play devil's advocate. Don't, right, right. Don't if, do he, that. if he hadn't had the nice day of just getting, or back maybe to- he would have. Or maybe he would have, but okay. maybe he wouldn't have. Well, maybe look, he would have. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm just. It. I'm just letting you know. There's. There's always another side to the proverbial I coin. It. I hear it. That's your new. That's your sports broadcaster. You oh, know, don't don't side. do that. Don't do that. CBS now, that's just two. me, the sports CBS fan, two, growing Marshall up. Marshall Harris, catch him tonight, ten thirty-seven. Hey man, I mean, I think Nick Madrigal is the guy that got the at bat. Maybe he hits the home run. Okay, Nikki Two Strikes is definitely not hitting that. Wow, home. not Nikki Two Strikes. Yeah. That's what we're doing. Nikki Two Strikes is awesome. It's former White Sox. Love that guy. But the. 
That's right. That's where he came from. That's right. It is where he came from. He was a. Uh, You're what, welcome. The fourth overall pick. Hey, hey, hey! See what he's doing there. You he's, see what he's, he's doing there. I'm, I'm trying to show some love to the Cubs, and I just wanted to put some facts out there that he came from. He's the like, White how Sox can I shade the White Sox in That's my? What he does. Sean Shade, Shady Sean. Damn. Shady Sean, Sean the Shader. Look However, that, as you said that, I was like, that's going to stick. That's too, that's too good to Shady not stick. Sean. Shady Sean. <laughs> Triple S. The important thing is Christopher Morell is out here doing work. Yes. And having fun. And contributing. Look, these people who don't want people to have fun, the old timers, yeah. if you will, the people, yeah. the men. Get off my lawn. Yelling, yelling at the clouds and all that. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what? The game, the game, just like life, will soon pass you by. It's fine. How do you think the Cubs bounce back? Uh, from an 11-1 to slacking yesterday by the Minnesota Twins. Strowman's on the mound. They'll bounce back just fine. That's what I think. It's, it's, it's fine. 20, it's 162 games. I don't get too – this isn't the NFL. I don't get too wrapped up in one game. Okay. Ever. It's just like with the lineup changes, sometimes it gets tough when you see out there. Strowman hasn't had a victory since April 7th. So he's due uh, know, is what you're saying. I know, well, I know, I know purists don't care about wins. I, as a baseball fan, do. Uh, but he hasn't had one since April 7th. But he's pitched six innings in every single game this year except for one. At least six innings. That's impressive. The one thing I'll say is what I do love is that Christopher Morrell's now at the top of the order as opposed to the bottom of the order. Okay. He came, you know, he was always eight or nine. Yeah. Now, now he's leading off. And that's, I need that energy off the rip. And I wonder when Nico Horner comes back what they're going to do. The Cubs do have one of those issues where it's like, you know, you have a lot of B-level players. And so there's no one that necessarily stands out that are that becomes an A, and that's what you're hoping for. That you know you're you're able to differentiate and figure out who is the hot hand, so to speak, in a given moment. And that's where Ross is, you know, tasked Listen, with doing that day in and day out. I talked to David Ross before the season started, sat down with him in Arizona, and he was just like, Look, this is the most prepared I've been as a manager, plus with the roster to do something. And so he understands people are watching him and paying attention to what he's doing. Because before, when he had a team that wasn't bad in year one, but was certainly didn't get him back to where they wanted to be, yeah. he was an inexperienced manager. Now he is an experienced manager. So it's time to put those experiences, the learning experiences, to, to, to work. Yeah. And, and, he, and he is. He's doing it in real time, and we're seeing it. I mean, if you would have talked to most Cubs fans and said, hey, uh, you know, 39 games into the season, the Cubs are going to be one game under 500. Sean Sears, Shady Sears. I like Shady Sears better. Shady Sears, if I would have told you 39 games into the season, the Cubs would be one game under 500. Yeah, I'm what taking it. What say you? I'm of course. Right. Definitely taking it with a plus 42 run differential. Right. Especially That's the other a- thing, too. Like, you look at their, like, it's like their Pythagorean win theory. It basically just, like, accounts for how many runs the Cubs have scored compared to how many runs they've given up. They're actually 24 and 14 in that regard. So, like... Numbers are shown they're not playing great like as a whole, but like their records aren't showing how great they're playing as a whole. But like they're they're a lot better than their record shows. And if they start getting some of that offensive performance a little bit more, they they could possibly like maybe not run away with the NL Central, but be one of the best teams in that division. Yeah, I mean they've had some some tough stretches, right? Like if you're looking at the right. beginning of the season, you know where they you're dropping three in a row there, then they get hot, then they come back, drop you know three in a row a little bit later, and like they had those spurts where they're they're hitting those small losing streaks. And then when they win, they win by a large large margin because the bats are showing up. But, you know, it's like any team in Major League Baseball, you're talking about consistency. You know, what, 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 you, what you ultimately want from the team and finding their groove. Do you think it's it, – like when you look at the team and you think of what does finding their groove look like or what does a, a 
baseline Cubs lineup and and and, and make makeup look like to you? You t- you talking about who's where? Or just saying? No, just more so like a, like when you're thinking about the Cubs and if you're if, if the expectations for them to be a tick over five hundred, you know what does that look like? It looks like. You know, Strowman pitching well at the top of the at the at the, uh, the lineup. Is it Smiley continuing to be? Is it you know you know those guys you know performing like what is that? What does that look like? I think it looks like for the for the large part the starting rotation pitching well. And when I say starting rotation pitching well, you look up and you see how any given starter has done his last five starts, and he's at the the Cubs have won at least you know two to three of those games, mm. and. Like Stroman, for example, today. You know, he, he hasn't gotten a win in a long time. He hasn't won since April 18th. There, not only has he not won a game in the previous four starts, the Cubs haven't won those games. And it hasn't always been his fault. They lost 3-1 to one the last time out, 2-1 to one the game before that, 3-2 to two the game before that. is crazy. And 7-3. Seven, seven and so, like, he's only given up more than two runs once in his last five games but he only has one win to show for it. Yeah. So that's a lot of that is going up against other teams, good pitchers, but also what is your bullpen doing, which clearly they've held them in those games, but the offense, as you said, has to come up. And I, I have a lot of confidence that this offense is going to start rolling a little bit more. And that's what a lot of people were saying at the beginning of the season, right? This team success will be predicated on pitching and defense. And it would be whether or not, you know, the offense can come through in certain situations, but the, the talent is there. That's the thing with the Chicago Cubs team. I mean, like you mentioned, Christopher Morrell being ca- called up, being a contributor. You know, you got Dansby Swanson. Ian Hasn't playing well. Saya, uh, you know, there. Patrick Wisdom, as you mentioned earlier, you know, leading the league in slugging. Trey Mancini, you know he's capable. Matt Mervis. I mean, the the the, the team is there. It's just, you know, finding it on on, a, on any given day and, and, and the ability to perform at a high level. And, you know, they get an opportunity to do, do it today. Louis Varlin, you know, for the Twins. You know, has had a, a, a not a I don't want to say a, a tough couple of outings, but you know something that Cubs should be able to capitalize on. You know, over his last couple of games, just you know, giving up some earned runs that that you would think the Cubs, if they can, you know, he's not he's a high strikeout pitcher, so that's going to be the, the tough part there, right? Like you know, he's going to be wheeling and dealing. Um, but again, if the Cubs can jump on him early, it's a day game. You know, things like that are, are going to be good. Sean, you expecting Shady Sears? You expecting a victory today or what, bro? Yeah, honestly, I think this is a good matchup. And the Cubs will strike out. That's going to happen. But there's still enough contact in their lineup where they can fight through some of this. This guy doesn't walk a ton of guys. But it feels like the Cubs' approach these last couple games has been more attack those early fastballs, especially for a guy like Seiya Suzuki, who's like just terrible against anything not fast. So <laughs> it's he's like he's like slugging like like zero four or something or whatever against like yeah the off speed stuff is not his friend no we found that out last year picking up the spin and that that's normal for guys coming from the MPB but yeah I I think this is a guy that if the Cubs attack that fastball early on they might have some good runs against them and then like you said earlier in the show Gabe like they just got smoked like they're going to come out and want to swing the heavy yeah and that's going to be the hope um he's Sean Sears our producer today I'm Gabe Ramirez he's Marshall Harris uh from CBS two make sure you guys check him out tonight. Do you hate when I say that, or I'm trying to plug you up? No, plug plug me to saying. death. I'll right, plug right, you okay. to death. What are you okay. talking about? Well, because sometimes you know people are like, "Gosh, you don't got to say." You know, I'm, I'm still Marshall Harris with you. Hang no, on, I understand now. how radio works, so okay, we we I'm just keep telling people. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm trying yeah, to paint yeah. a picture. Let them know every couple minutes. Uh, Ten thirty-seven tonight. Marshall will be on. Uh, make sure you guys check him out there. But for the in, in the present, he is hanging out with me. Uh, we're filling in for Matt Spiegel. It takes both of us to do Matt's job. A uh, few people are more passionate about baseball than he. Um, so here we are, uh, leading you right into Cubs pregame. That starts at 1235, first pitch, 
1.10 p.m. As mentioned, Marcus Stroman on the bump today for the Chicago Cubs. And it should, should be a good one. On the other side of town, Lucas Giolito uh, going to be holding things down for the Chicago White Sox. As we heard from Josh Nelson earlier today, you know, he has been on a tear. Pitches well at home uh, and, and, and has been striking out people at a high rate. Um, but, you know, do you think that, you know, why, 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 are, the, why are the Astros so scary? Just because they've been doing it consistently for so long? Yeah, that'll do that. Yeah. Sometime, at some point, the brand becomes the brand. It's like, why are the Warriors scary, right? Yeah. Like, you know what they're capable of. Yeah. You've seen it. Even though they may not be the same iteration of what they were, you know, when they won their first World Series, they're still those guys. And also, they are the reigning world champs. Yeah. They're the reigning world champs. I guess we, we just saw it happen. Yeah. Sox won yesterday, though. Sox what? There's this thing called the victory. Sox have few of them, but they, well, one of them did happen yesterday. Yeah, they won yesterday. They can win again. They can win the season series. <laughs> Which would be awesome. Like, so you got to take the, the dubs <sighs> when you can get them because the L's are coming. No, dude. What? That's my life. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Let me back on up. Here. Let me back up. That's my actual philosophy on life. Oh. Celebrate each and every win because those L's keep coming. He's That's saying more White Sox losses. Game. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't even saying White Sox losses. I was just saying in general. Celebrate the doves because the L's will continue to stack up. I, I am a firm believer in that as well. When the highs are high, don't get too high. And when the lows are low, don't get too low because life is never going to stay in that space. In theory. Yeah, in theory, you're right. No, that's right in general. Uh, I don't know, it is, man. Bro. I've lived a long life. And man, you're let me all right tell now. you. Uh, you're doing all right. Am I right doing now. all right? You're on 670 score at 12 o'clock. Oh, no, o'clock. I'm doing all right. In a professional two. sense, yes. Right. I, like, but, no one's, people would kill to be opposite. Of you, Gabe, on, on a Sunday morning. No. They, they would kill. They, no, like, this is a great, this is a great, they asked, they, I was asked by Ryan Porth, mm-hmm. it's like, can you do these dates? And mm-hmm. I was like, with who? You were just not with Danny Parkins. Don't say that. that I was like, Gabe, they asked me on Parkins and Spiegel, who's my favorite person to co-host with on the score? That was, uh, what is the thing they do at the very end? Uh, Questions they, or ask me anything. Or yeah, whatever. ask anything or I said Gabriel Maris. <laughs> That's because we were because we were coming up next. I, no, I it I really that. wasn't. I, think I, was, I heard that. You're like, I was like, I've worked with him multiple times. And we have a good time. We do. We do. That's all. That's all, all right. I was saying. All right, all right. I'll accept it. I'll accept it. I'll accept it. I'll accept it. I am pretty awesome. I want to ask you guys this though, Sean. Who's know. your favorite? Who's your favorite radio host to work with? Okay, don't do this to me. <laughs> I work with you more than anyone, probably. So you. Oh, so that was just attrition. That, that was just attrition right there. All right. What were you going to ask us over there? So I know we talked about a little bit about this AJ comment about like Juan Uribe and the uh, 05 White Sox. Oh, yeah, we, we need, uh, we need gonna, to wrap that up. Yeah. yeah, let me play this audio for you guys. I want to get your guys' reaction because like obviously I'm a Cubs fan. Spiegel's like a Red Sox fan, but he's adopted the Cubs more than anything. Yeah. <laughs> and you weren't I even wanna, born in 2005. So I mean, I, okay, 92. Okay. <laughs> I all right, all right. was made fun of a lot that year, <laughs> Jerk. Uh, but yeah, here's this clip for you guys. Juan well, Uribe did a lot of really cool things. <laughs> Do you care to elaborate? I mean, have you seen game four of the 2005 World Series, the catch he made where he dove in the crowd? Nobody talks about it because it was the White Sox, not the Yankees. No, Tell I got to look it. that up. Was he look, pissed? Ninth inning. Yeah. Bottom of the ninth, we're up one nothing. Runner on second. Foul pop in whatever they call it now, Minute Maid. And he runs over, jumps into the crowd, full extension, catches it for the second out. Next play, slow roller to the shortstop. Boop, throws out the uh, Palmero, Orlando Palmero. I mean, made two incredible plays to end the World Series. No mention. Nothing. No. Did you guys talk about it? Like, oh, it's not Jeter, so it didn't happen? Yeah, pretty. I mean, that's pretty much what I just said. But I'm saying, at the time, Oh yeah. you guys were like, oh, really? Like, that was oh, one of the best really? plays you'll ever see that no one will ever talk about. So why 
do the 05 White Sox get no love? That team was really good. Really good. Had one of the best postseason runs ever. I mean, like, literally the best. It's insane. It, c- complete game on complete game on complete game on complete game on complete game. Um, I think, you know, the, the most disrespectful thing is when they put up those, like, uh, graphics that say, like, oh, who are the champions in Chicago? And then they leave off the White Sox in 2005. It's an un... It's a, it's where where does that happen? I haven't seen that. So oh, multiple times. ESPN's done it a couple times. Twice. Yeah. Twice. Where they left them off. It was like twice in like a three month period too. It was it's bad. embarrassing. Yeah. He's like, how, what do you mean you don't remember the White Sox beating the Astros who had like three Hall of Famers on their oh, okay. team? Okay. Here, here's my question. I I remember that. I watched it. Yeah. Obviously, White Sox fan. Do you think it would get more recognition if it hadn't have been just a Clean sweep. Like, if they had been, like, a game six, game seven moment, would that make it more of a standout series in people's minds who weren't fans of either team? No, because I think that when you were looking at that particular World Series, two teams in the central part of the country, and so when you remove yourself from the East Coast and the West Coast, you're just not going to get as much coverage. And I do remember that, where I remember, like, no one's watching this because – it's not a team on the East Coast or West Coast facing the White Sox. And so, you know, you have Houston, who at the time, you know, wasn't the behemoth that it is now in terms of, you know, population and, you know, where it ranks among cities in the country. That's true. And then, you know, you have the White Sox, who, you know, they have a you know smaller fan base than the Cubs. And so I think when you have those two teams pitted against each other, it was that. I mean, they swept the Houston Astros. It's like like where, when does that happen in, in in any sports in the finals? You know. Yeah, what I'm no, like it's it's been a while. Like I remember when the the Lakers went what sixteen and one, and the the Iverson crossover is literally the only yeah. game they lost <laughs> the entire postseason. Yeah. See, like and look how look how excited you get about something like that. Not well, the crossover. I mean, not and crossover, nobody, but the step over was amazing. It was amazing. But yeah, I think I think it's that. I think you know if you were to ask someone, you know who were the starting pitchers for the White Sox during that run, you know, you're, you're, you're not going to be able to have some sort of, like, standout stuff. Like, nobody's really trying to talk about Freddie Garcia. El Duque. But that's I love El Duque. But El, du- El, El, El Duque, those were guys that came from, like, they're, they're more remembered for being on the Yankees. You know what I'm saying? Con- Contreras, like, those guys were, are more known for that. More so than what they did for the White Sox that, in that year. That, that was a team kind of not necessarily like journeymen, but kind of like a team that came together all of a sudden. But yeah. that was also still a team. Like, I mean, they they teeter, they petered off a little bit in September, but like everyone, that was like a 110 win they, team. Every, they didn't lose it. There. Every, I remember every first inning, Scotty Pods was scoring a run. And I just felt like the Sox were ahead every first inning the whole season. And oh you thought God. it wasn't something that they could keep up. And then they did all the way through. Oh, I don't want to get too defensive because I feel it coming on. You you already are, but that's okay because Damn. you're a fan, and the fan comes yeah. out, and that's why I'm here is to regulate your fandom. But you shouldn't, because the White Sox 2005 team was amazing. It was. I did. notice I haven't argued with oh. you on anything you've said. Okay, I, I'm I'm with you. Tadahito Gucci stud. Juan Uribe, as he mentioned, stud. Jermaine, what, I'm just here for Jane, Jermaine. Jermaine Dye. Dye. Ooh, that, that was, was a great contract, three year, nine million dollars. I still remember it because I thought to myself, what a steal. And then he comes through, World Series MVP. Like, are you kidding me? Like, stud. It's a great team. Aaron Rowan, Scotty Pods, I mean AJ, AJ dropped their strike in Anaheim. Like, but come it on, wasn't a drop their strike? Hey, hey, say what you want to say. He made he made the play work. He, he, I mean, he made it believable. It into it. <laughs> <laughs> he made it believable. It was great. I had Bobby Jenks on my fantasy team. So there's Bobby that. Jenks was stud. 
Like, fastball, curveball, like, that's all you need. Like, two pitches and just being dominant in the ninth. All right. I love the glow on your face right now as you discuss the, the 2005. I don't have much to be happy about as a Sox fan. So, anytime anybody wants to bring up the 2005 World Series, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Like I mentioned, when he, when he, when he was talking about Wanjiri diving into the stands to catch that ball, that's where I was sitting at when I went to Houston and I stood up when the Sox were sucking a couple years ago and mentioned, this is a museum. This is where the White Sox won the 2005 versus. Thank you guys for allowing me into this space. It's beautiful. Hospitality is great. Yo, you're hilarious. That <laughs> <laughs> the, the way he's framing. Because what else am I supposed to do? We're getting our ass whooped in Houston. No, I, I like that. I like that you're you're bringing up the positives to it to an overall negative situation yes. that you're going through right now. Yes, it's a mark of a man that that's it is. that mentally can prepare himself for anything. It is. Ask me how I feel about the White Sox in the present. How do you feel about the White Sox in the present? Do you feel worse about the White Sox in the present or knowing what the future is going to look like? Oh, my God. What a, what a, oh, that was a, a rough, that was a rough follow-up question. What a painful question. Uh, yeah, I did say do you want to see your see. mom die or your dad die? Which one would you prefer, Gabe? Oh, my God. Uh, my bad. Yeah, I think, I think we're the – I think, to be very honest, because people have been asking me about this all season long, you know, knowing that I am a Sox fan. They're like, dude, what's going on? I'm like, Honestly, I am not as emotionally invested – in this team in particular. This iteration. As I have been my entire life, and it's because of last year. And I think what last year did to me just damned me so much. Broke your heart. In a million pieces to where, you know, everyone after every game was waiting for the White Sox to turn it around. As as Josh Nelson put, people thought the window was wide open, but what we realized, like a bird running into a window, it was closed. Oh, that's very, okay. That's one way to look at it. And so I am the crow laying on the floor <laughs> thinking it was open and I'm damned now. So this season I came in and I'm like, I am not here for the conversations. I am not here for the window. I am not here You're for the You're just here Eloy. for the results. Show me what's going on. I'm, what? I'm, I'm here to talk about it on 670 to score and be a hopeful Sox fan without being emotionally invested. And I think a lot of Sox fans were like that at the beginning of the season. But then it was funny. Once the Sox won their first uh, series, you know, a month and a half into the season – like, all the diehards, even though we all hated Stop. the White Sox, everybody was just like, I know I'm supposed to hate the White Sox, but we back, baby! Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how sick we are as fans. I think you can be disappointed more with the organization than the day-to-day results of the team. And I think once your darkness <laughs> spreads throughout your body and that you don't even want to acknowledge the day-to-day team, now. that's a, that's a different, that's a different yeah. level of hate. It is. It's like one thing to be it's like, disconnect. this organization doesn't know what they're doing and to yeah. be like, I don't approve of what the front office is doing. And therefore I'm not really in on the white Sox, but I'll watch them because it's, they're on to just, I don't want any parts yeah. of this. It's like John Morant, you know, you want to bring them in. Like you want to love them. Right. But then they make another mistake and you're just like, Man, you know what? I'll watch your highlights. I might catch a box score here and there, but I'm not following your your career anymore. I'm I'm unfollowing you on IG Live <laughs> and all your friends. I definitely don't want to follow you on <laughs> IG Live at all. But that's how I feel about the White Sox. And and you know, just like any real fan, you have you you sit back and you wait for your organization to do the right thing to get back into relevancy, so that, that way you can support them the way that you actually want to. And I think that's where I'm at right now. You can you can appreciate guys that are on the roster. I love seeing Dylan Cease pitch. I do love seeing Giolito pitch. I actually genuinely love seeing him pitch. I love watching Luis Robert play. I like Yoan Mankata at the corner. You know, I love T.A. I think he's just such a game. I mean, you're, you're naming, like, the whole lineup at this point. I was saying, guys, guys, just a couple guys here and there, you know? 
I'm just saying, there's only eight. There's only eight, nine guys who play in the field. I mean, Andrew Vaughn's awesome. I mean, Gavin Sheets when he gets an opportunity to get out there. Ben Attendee was a great sign. You really are a fan. You really <laughs> Do you miss Lori Garcia though? Wholeheartedly. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, my guy. No, of course. I mean, there's a bunch of Lori Garcias on the White Sox right now. That's, That's what true. it seems like. That's so it's true. just, it's just what it is. You know who they could really use? Stop it. See, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna Vince Velasquez. I don't know if you've seen him. He's oh, on this you're right. season. He's yeah. looked really good. You're right. Yeah, he's yeah. right. Vince, Vince Velasquez, except except when the White Sox beat up on him when yeah. they played the Pirates. Right, yeah, Let's not did, forget they did that. Yeah, yeah no, no. I, I, I'm with you there. I'm just saying, like. But guys like that. Johnny Cueto, like 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 gamers. The guy, guys that really want to get out there and, and get the ball, you know, every five days or come out every day and just put their best foot forward. Not to say that these guys aren't, but, you know. I, I just feel like you're in a, a moment of uh, – Hospice right now with you and the White Sox. <laughs> oh my God. It's no, so because true. we That's know great. we, we no, know not because it's fine. It's true. You laugh because it's true. You're like, yes, I'm because, just because waiting for this thing to die. Here's why. Yeah, you you know the situation. You know the end result. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, but then but 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 then when I go to the, the to the lineup, you know what I mean? Like today's game, one o'clock. You get excited. Chiolita versus Hunter Brown. You get excited, and you say to yourself, "Oh my God, Tim Anderson, Andrew Benintendi, Andrew Vaughn, Yon Makata, Luis Robert Jr., Gavin Sheets, who I love." Jake Berger in the lineup today, Hanzo Alberto and Zebby Zavala. Zebby, I've always been a fan of his for the last couple of years. But I see that lineup and I'm like, how? How are they not gonna like how are they not gonna put together four or five runs? And then Jay Lito holds them to two, and then maybe the bullpen comes in and gives up another one. And then they win five to three. If they do today, let's cut that clip, Sean Sears. But that, that's what I'm saying. I look at that lineup and I and, but but I can't. I have a question. Cause you just only because you mentioned the signing and you like the uh, Andrew Benintendi signing. I, did, I do like Who that. hits a home run first? Jose Abreu or Andrew Benintendi? <laughs> Watch Jose go yard today. <laughs> that's gonna happen. I think it's gonna be Jose Abreu. Okay. Yeah. Did you see the awkward hug he and Tim Anderson had? Everything's awkward. I've I've kind of accepted it. But did you see it? I didn't see it, but so it, so so they 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 give a hug first. And then Jose Abreu doesn't let go. And he starts to say something to Tim Anderson in his ear. And then Tim Anderson's chirping back. But Tim Anderson's arms are like, 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 like let me go. Removed. Let me go. More like a, nah, man, what's up? Like, hugs! Hugs! <laughs> All right. You guys are going to get a lot of Cubs in just a little bit. All right. Cubs first pitch starting at 110, uh, right here on 670, the score. Pre-game starting in just a second. Zach Zaveman got you right there. Cubs taking on the Twins. Hope they win. Because I want them to win the series, like you were saying, Marshall. Listen, I, I want all the Chicago teams to win. Do something. It's like that, that old meme, like the stick. Do yeah. something. Okay. Do something. It's going to be a good day in Chicago because I think both, both teams are going to win today. So you're going to have a good time talking tonight on uh, CBS 2. Yeah, Sports Extra, people, 1037. When else can people catch you during the week, man? Four, five, six, ten. Yeah. I, yeah, I hit him. I hit him like Sunday that. through Sunday through Thursday, four, five, six, and ten. Four, five, six, and ten. It's a long day, bro. It's not that long. Okay, I, I've done. I've done more. All right, make sure you check him out, Sean. Give me the music, man. Let's wrap this thing up. And don't play go. Don't play go Cubs go as my as Sean. My if you want to play go Cubs go, as my wrap up music to play go Cubs go. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> All right. I don't think it were actually. I, I think I was told initially at one point we're not allowed to play go go. Okay. Well, I, oh. forget about that for a second. I do need to say happy Mother's Day to my mother Wendy Please. and Please her do. mother Johnny uh, down in Alabama holding it down.
for those of I know us. they're listening on the Odyssey app. Yeah, I Shout don't think them. they've had the Odyssey app, but I'll, I'll get that installed next my next trip home. Cannot be on this station uh, next time until your mom downloads the Odyssey app. Ah, <laughs> but happy Mother's Day to them. They've done a wonderful job. As you can see, I am the product of their wonderful. And I, I would agree with that statement. God, now that you did that, uh, yep. my mom's probably in an Uber coming home from Mexico right now. No, I'm not Mexican. I'm Puerto Rican. But they, they just came back from Mexico, my brother. Um, so happy Mother's Day to her. My wife is most certainly driving back from Wisconsin Dells right now with my two kids, and she's certainly listening. So uh, a special happy Mother's Day to her. She spent all weekend with the girls. Uh, nobody does it better than my wife, man. A shout-out to Nicole for that one. Sean Sears, you want to say happy Mother's Day to your mom real quick before we go? Yeah, I mean, I guess. Happy you Mother's should. Day, Mom. I yeah. called her this morning. Yeah. But yeah. Happy Mother's Day, Mom, if you're listening. Thank you. I love you. Your son does a great job here at 670 The Square. I will tell you that. All right, want to thank... Uh, our producer today, Sean Sears. I'll, I'll omit the shady just because I know Mom's is listening. I <laughs> uh, want to thank our guests today. Of course, uh, we had uh, Josh Nelson hanging out with us. Uh, we also had Russell Dorsey at 11 o'clock. And then our guy, Kylie from ESPN. Uh, Kylie McDaniel. McDaniel from uh, ESPN, our baseball insider as well. Got to thank Marshall Harris for yo, hanging yo. out today. Thanks for having me. Fast three and a half hours. Look forward to working with you again, my yes. God. Uh, and then, as we mentioned, coming up next, pregame, Cubs, Twins. That happens right after this. Mi gente, my people, hasta la próxima. I'm Gabe Ramirez. He's Marshall Harris. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.